Hey guys, it's Colleen Gallagher here with the Colleen Gallagher podcast. We are on episode 126, which I'm so nourished and ecstatic and just oozing with bliss all over me. (laughs) The fact that we've made it this far and we are a top 400 podcast in spirituality. And the intention for this podcast is to be a space that you can come and tune in to receive a frequency that will activate educate, and empower you to begin living a lifestyle you love that supports you financially. If you're a returning listener, oh, hey. And if you're brand new, well, hello and welcome. Spirituality and energetics became a passion of mine because I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer at age 14. And after nine long years of suffering, I self-healed my body, mind, and soul. So in these episodes, I bring you my own voice as well as people I meet along my journey to offer perspective, inspiration, and real life proof that when you choose to follow your dreams, you say yes to what is inside of your heart, that you will begin to create a lifestyle that is wildly impactful, fulfilling, and abundant beyond your wildest dreams. We cover topics from health and wellness, digital marketing, new age spirituality, global development, and pop culture current events as it relates to the Great Awakening. So get ready, tune in, subscribe, and make sure to leave us a review and let us know what you're loving. You can always give us feedback on my website, www.callinggallagher.co to request episode topics and let us know how everything is. I love you. And I'm so thankful that you are part of this global community. And I can't wait for the day that I get to meet you and give you a hug. So with that, I'm super excited episode 126. We're here. Like before I even get into what we're going to talk about, like, oh my God, we're alive. We're here. This is happening. Like never in my wildest dreams. I think that when we started my podcast three years ago, I believe it is now that we would have 126 episodes. We would be downloaded in 74 countries. We would have over 10,000 downloads and over a hundred episodes. Like never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined what this one product under my brand has done and has offered into the world. So hi, (laughs) first just hello. And I want to talk today about loneliness. So excuse me, um, if you review my podcast, we have quite a few episodes on loneliness, one that I did by myself and one with Yvonne De La Flora. And ironically, those are two of the most listened to episodes on this podcast. And so I wanted to celebrate, you guys don't know, my fourth book, The Cycles of Love is coming out. It's here. It's arriving. We're waiting for Amazon to um, approve the manufacturing. But by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure it's already up on Amazon. So you just have to go to Colin Gallagher, Amazon, um, or you can just search on Amazon, The Cycles of Love, Colin Gallagher, and you'll see the book pop up. And it's uh, such an emotional day for me that this book has gone live because This book was a journey of three years. This book began in 2020. And I can tell you the moment that it began, I just got chills even thinking of it because I remember the debilitating pain that I was feeling of experiencing betrayal from myself um, in order to receive love from a man that I deeply, deeply loved and cared about. And I felt like the more that I did, um, to fit into his world, the more that he would love me, the more that I offered myself in ways that I, maybe I did definitely in ways I didn't want to, um, whether that was like helping him write a book, whether it was just different scenarios I was putting myself in to meet, to match his lifestyle. It caused me 
debilitating pain and also him not being in my life because I also felt so deeply seen by him and so deeply held. And I felt like finally there was someone who got me in this world and who had my back and who really wanted to make an effort to go through this life with me. And I had to let that go. So it was like, you had this feeling of someone you loved so enormously that that made you feel so alive, that made you feel so um, seen just in ways you'd never been. And you also knew that having them in your life was causing you pain. And then having them not in your life was causing you this like isolating loneliness of like feeling like, is anyone ever going to come in my life again? That's going to offer that activation inside my heart. And so I wanted to do this podcast episode specifically around loneliness because the book, my, my fourth book, the cycles of love, the intent for this book is for you to walk away, knowing how to unify the masculine and feminine energetics. We are at a power war within our relationship dynamics. And it's really for those of us who are suffering silent battles behind closed doors of debilitating loneliness of hoping, of praying and wishing for love to arrive for you. Secretly craving relief from pain of current or past relationships that are playing mindless games within your mind, endless games, I should say. And so this piece of art, because I say it's a piece of art, it's 50 poems, 50 experiences, 50 new ways of being each offering each experience, each poem is, um, connected with a photo and the photo I've personally edited. I personally, um, am, you know, in or taken or directed being taken. And so I'm super excited to have them in this coffee table experience for you to grab at any time that you feel alone. Um, back to the moment that this book was birthed, I just wanted to give you some perspective is my third book, An Uncompromised Life. If you haven't gotten it, it's on Amazon as well. So you can go Colleen Gallagher on Amazon or An Uncompromised Life, A-N space, Uncompromised, U-N-C-O-M-P-R-O-M-I-S-E-D, Compromised Life, L-I-F-E. And uh, that was when I was experiencing um, or getting over a co-creative narcissistic an emotional codependent relationship. I was the emotional codependent and it was also going through an abortion. And so I had two books that were kind of simultaneously birthed at the same time. One was really birthed of this experience of, of emotional regulation and emotional attachment and the death of a fetus, the death of a relationship, the death of a child, the death of yourself, like of what could have been of, of possibilities of, a life that was like God was putting for you that you wanted to reject. And there was also this book at the same time that was like, that was birthing really my, my, the fetus's life and the, the healing of grief and the healing of trauma. And there's this book on love and the polarity. It's always funny, the masculine and the masculine and feminine dynamics. There was like this polarity, right. That was also birthed in this. So you had this over here of like this, this grief and this loss and this trauma that had to be acknowledged that had to be released and shared and expressed. And then you had this part of beautiful love in this really fucked up traumatized way that had to be birthed and loved and was wanting to be expressed. So couldn't go really in one book. It needed kind of two separate unities. And in this book, the cycles of love, how it ended up um, birthing through me was there's multiple beloveds, one that I hadn't even really met yet, one that I was 
kind of still swerving in and out of scenarios with. And um, a few more just, you know, passing, I should say, like passing moments. So the cycles of love was interesting because it birthed from this moment of, of abortion. And I was laying under the tree at the park because I was just in so much pain one day. I couldn't think, I couldn't do anything. I was just suffering and my mind was spinning in a million ways. And as my mind was doing this, I just go lay under the tree. And I'll never forget it because I'm looking up at the tree and how the tree leaves are. The sun is like glittering, literally like it was like glittering through the tree. And all of a sudden, the man who I experienced the abortion with, I feel like his presence right next to me. It's almost like I'm like laying on his chest at this point. Like I feel the presence of this energy. Like, I don't want to say like descending, but like descending from the sky. And like, literally, I felt like I was now not laying on grass I was laying on him I felt like I felt him touching my hair like I felt like it was like really happening and obviously from a spiritual perspective there's many different realms we can go into but I want to share this was like very powerful and so as I'm doing this um one of the poems came through I'd never written poetry I've never heard of poetry but one of the poems came through and I believe it was something like the invisible man or are you looking with me too? I think it was, are you looking with me too? That was actually that one. It's the name of that poem. It might not be the exact name, but something like that's like, are you, are you, it's something like, yeah, yeah. Are you looking with me too? And the photo is like a very, you know, photo that I'm like looking out like the other way. And there's like, as I'm looking out a window seal. And so when this came to me, when I felt like the presence of him, and I wrote this note in my phone, I was like, holy shit, like this is going to be another book. And I didn't quite know what the book was going to be called. I didn't quite know anything about poetry, nothing. And there began to be more and more experiences as time passed by in 2020 that I had these deeply moving experiences like this, where it was like the presence of somebody that I was in love with, the presence of somebody that I was really in a deep emotional bond with, they would be around. Like it felt like they were in the same home as me sometimes, but their physical body wasn't there. Like it would feel like they're literally like, in my head, talking to me for advice on things that like, they're like, I never even asked them for advice, but, but they're like in my head saying something. And I, I had these like very deeply, um, you could just say profound. They were very deeply profound experiences that is what led to the cycles of love, because I had these moments with people as we all do that, offers us this activation of aliveness. And I can't describe, you know, the mathematics of what, what that does or like the quantifiable, but you know, those moments where you meet people in life and the moments that you meet people in life, you meet them. And there's just this like electrifying connection. There's this, this intense, like I've, I've known you before. I felt you before, like what's going on, like a deja vu, like just different experiences. I, as you live this life, I had to realize that I was feeling these really deep aloneness as a woman in my early twenties, focusing on my business, writing my books, getting my master's, doing my PhD. Like I was really, I had these intense bonds with people, but it didn't mean I could be around them all the time because like my mission needed to be focused and supported on me. My mission needed to be like inward about my business, inward about my life. And 
yet in those moments of extreme isolation and those moments of extreme loneliness, like wanting to have a lover, wanting to have a partner, like someone to call just to be there and share a moment with like these men would show up, like their energy would just be there. And that's when these poems started to come through is in these really insane moments of isolation, of feeling the presence of something that wasn't somebody that wasn't there. And then on top of that, it started to happen where I would be with these people and there would be really like exploding experiences for me. And I mean, exploding by like emotionally exploding experiences through intimacy, through touch, through connection, through, um, sex. And it would be offered in such a way that would bring me to deep presence and it would bring me into deep alignment and it would bring me into this sensation of like, I'm really feeling like through this person, I'm being called up by God for something more. And then I began to have these scenarios happen in life where like, there was one of the guys I was dating and then another guy I was dating. I had the abortion then I'm going back to this guy. And then this guy ends up going and, you know, having a different relationship. And then I'm back with the guy that I had the abortion with. And then there's a third guy that got brought into the mix and the third guy got brought into the mix. I was like with this guy and and him, but I wasn't intimate with both of them at the same time. And I was like deeply having emotions for the one that I wasn't intimate with and like deeply also not wanting to give up the one that I was intimate with and like had this crazy history with. And so it was like got into this confusing cycle because it was like, well, this person's not working, but then this person's here. And then this person's here. And it, like, it was like, oh my God, like, what do I even do with all this dynamic? Because my head's hurting because I'm like fighting with him. And then God's giving me this person, or I'm going on a random date with this person. And like, it got into this space of like, how does love really work? Like, is this meant to be just me and you forever? Or are there meant to be multiple loves at one time that you're experiencing? And like this person, I feel so isolated and alone in my creativity, but I feel so alive and awakened in my intimacy or this person, I feel so alone in my intimacy and my desires and connection through the body, but I feel so alive in my emotions and my creativity. Like it just like had all these different things that was so confusing to me. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, and the more that I began to experience these relationships, like through the cycles of love, anxiety, anger, screaming at each other, calling each other names, pain, like walking in on another per- lover with another person like that, you know, you also not being perfectly clear and sleeping with other people. Like, I, I don't know, like there was just all these things that there was like no clear rules. Like you thought you had rules and you like had this deep connection and you had standards and you're like, this is how it's going to be. And then life happens where you're present in life and someone else isn't there. And then you're like, well, I want to explore this moment. And I don't want to feel like I'm married because I'm not married. And I I want to be true to me, but I don't want to, I don't want to hurt this other person. Like it, it, it's like this whole dissector of life we live in that's complicated. And so as I, it, it's like not complicated, but it is because once you like surrender to the fact that it's all happening for you and it's all happening artistically and it's all happening on like a greater scale than you, that is when you surrender and just like the beauty of it. And so the cycles of love basically in all of this was this experience for me of like having multiple partners at different times and trying to clarify my emotions with each partner, each lover, and like trying to figure out where people go in my life and what's their purpose. And 
also like for my awakening and my illumination or like really leveraging these people that maybe aren't forever, but like, oh my God, I can learn this from them and this from them. And like, I'm also not ready to be devoted to someone one-on-one for the rest of my life. Cause I'm getting my PhD and I'm having fun with all these lovers and I'm, you know, having fun traveling when I want to travel and I'm having fun when I'm staying in what I want to stay in. Like, I don't have to go to dinner if I don't want to, I don't have to like go clean a house or do something if I don't want to, like, I can just be in my own space. And I also have multiple people I could do that with. So it was just this whole dynamic that happened. And it was a three-year process that everything unfolded. And there were times, like I said, when I felt like I'm so fucking alone and I have no idea what I'm doing in love. And I have no idea if I'm doing the right thing. And my giving up my twenties to shit and like fucking this all up or like, Oh my God, are these like deeply moving experiences that are bringing me closer to God that are bringing me closer to my perfect purpose that are bringing me closer into connection with myself or the world around me. And this book was birthed from that. It was birthed from that polarity of so much happening in one time, like an emotional overload and how to begin to process it in a way that lets you feel empowered and feel good and do it at a more rapid rate instead of like looping in depression or anxiety, which I have many poems in there that talk about depression and anxiety and like moving on with life, but someone's still living inside of you. Like, you know, um, so loneliness, you know, it's a funny thing because of loneliness and I love Yvonne De La Flor says it. And this is like, when you're truly alone, you're all in one you're in unity with you, which is, I love the intention for this book is to unify the masculine and the feminine. I would say I'm primarily more of a feminine based leader and feminine energetics, but I support a lot of the masculine so that the masculine can learn the feminine energetics and become more balanced. So loneliness, as we tap into this, this topic, I think I'm going to take a sip while I just let all of that land, because there was a lot that I shared there, everyone. So like, just We'll sink it in. Um, there is a lot that I shared there that felt really potent and really powerful. And I don't even remember everything I said because I'm like channeling, but it just feels right. And so loneliness is this thing that a lot of us suffer with behind closed doors, feeling like even if we're married or even with the person that we're still, we still feel alone next to the person we're sleeping next to. And to me, this was like the worst thing in my life is I never wanted to like wake up 30 years, 40 years and feel alone every day to the person I'm waking up to. I never wanted to feel that. I never wanted to experience that. So um, so yeah, loneliness and the cycles of love is part of it because in that loneliness, you give the space to allow energetics of the presence of somebody or something to come through. And I want you also to know within this book, the cycles of love and erotic view into love eroticism. Isn't like this whole book is like on sex. There are like, yes, sexy poems or sex poems, but doesn't mean like, it's like this whole sexified thing. Like eroticism is really deep connection to something and to this world. And I, would argue that when you actually are connected to your eroticism and you're leveraging arrows in your emotions through your body, emotions first through the body, you create these experiences that you can see like it's, they, they just are like magic. They're like fairy tales. You're like sitting there like, oh my God, that is this real? 
is this happening? What's alive? What's, what's, what is this? But it's this mystical part of arrows of, of, of deeply trusting the emotion of like deeply leaning into the feelings of betrayal of loneliness, of pain, of hurt and feeling it. And instead of maybe lashing out on someone or trying to figure it out with them, like being in that aloneness and letting like their voice come through, like letting their presence come through, letting their energy come through when they're physically not around and seeing what evokes on the highest timeline. Because like the moment that I had the abortion and like, I also was writing my book on uncompromised life. And then this poem came through like simultaneously, like I put this on the back burner. I knew it was something, I knew it was alive. I knew there was an energetic force here that was going to be having me write something or create something. But I knew it wasn't that because my focus, right. At that point was like, I need to heal from the abortion. I need to heal from Ella. I needed to heal from me being an emotional codependent. So when I felt that moment though, and I'll never forget it when I was like, I was like laying on the tree and I felt his energy there. Like I was like laying on top of him. And I just felt this piece of like, you know, he'd forgiven me. Like he'd forgiven the abortion that I didn't talk to him about it, that I didn't, whatever, I just did it. And I felt this piece of like, he was always going to be there because my fear was like, he was always leaving and he was always going somewhere. So loneliness doesn't have to be bad. It's just understanding how we can better listen in our aloneness to make us all in one with the experiences we want. And then this book, the cycles of love and erotic view into love is also here as an expression of my experiences to give you vocabulary to what's happening inside of you. Because often like through these poems, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm like, why does someone feel like they're in my home? Why do I feel like someone's touching me? Why do I feel like something's happening behind me? Why do I feel like someone's playing with my hair? Why do I feel like, you know, yeah, someone's touching me and there's no one around. Like this would happen. And I would be like, what the fuck is going on? And this is the beauty of arrows. This is the beauty of tapping into unifying energetics with people because you are able to put language to your experience or movement or art. And for me, my art was writing and photography. So I merged these two things together to put it together so it could all be here and alive. And yeah. So that was what I had to share on this podcast. I'm not really sure if it answered the exact question of loneliness, but I feel like it gave you a really good inside into my own thoughts of my creative process behind my fourth fourth book, the cycles of love and erotic view into love. I feel like it gave you a really good insight. And I want nothing more than for you to know whatever part of the cycles of love you're in. If you're in the depression and anxiety and alone part, or if you're in the blissful and liberating and like what's going on. I'm having the most insane sexual experiences of my life. I feel so connected and so free. And like, how do I even describe this to people? Like, I don't even know what to say. Cause they wouldn't believe me. Like this book is for you because this book was sent here from God through me as a vessel to activate every cycle of love, every part of it. And I want you to know that you're not crazy for what you're experiencing. I believe you. I see you. I feel you. And I want you to know through this book that the energy you feel, the energetics that's around, don't let this world gaslight or manipulate you into believing it's not real. The darkness and the light. 
And so I trust that this book is a guide for you to um, better express and better understand those dark and light emotions and for them to be a guiding tool in activating why you're really here. So I highly recommend go to Amazon and grab my book, The Cycles of Love, An Erotic View into Love, or you can go to my website for a signed copy, callinggallagher.co and get it. I trust that this offered uh, an opening, an insight, a beautiful guide into what's possible and into knowing you're safe for all of you. So I'm thrilled for you to receive the book. I'm thrilled to hear from you. If you really like this episode, it would mean the world to me on any of my episodes or any of my social media podcast, uh, social media platforms. Feel free to reach out to me, the Colleen Gallagher, and send me a message of what you felt, of what you thought. And you can always, 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 always leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us tremendously by just scrolling down and clicking five stars and writing. So I can't wait to hear your all feedback of this episode, your insights, your nourishments, and let's do this. The cycles of love, an erotic view into love, more eroticism, more beauty, more bliss, more fulfillment in our connections because you are absolutely worthy.